Welcome to Red Pill Torah, calling believers from Maine's institutions to God's instructions. We're back with part two with Rabbi David and Pastor Juanita Weiss from the Malchut Chaim Congregation in Chesapeake, Virginia. I'm Tim. And I'm Miss. Today, we'll start with Pastor Juanita's story. She and Rabbi David have some great vision and thoughts to share about the Messianic faith. You'll be glad you heard from them. If you didn't know, the Torah is the first five books of the Bible. Understanding and believing the Torah gives context to the rest of the Bible. First-time listeners can look us up on the web, search for Red Pill Torah, that's R-E-D-P-I-L-L space T-O-R-A-H, or reach out by email. Our address is redpilltorah at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to our podcast. And shalom to our friends in Illinois and Indonesia. Let's get right to Pastor Juanita's story. Tim, let's roll the tape. So uh, your story then, uh, Pastor Juanita, please tell us about your journey and you know how did your eyes become open to the truth of the Torah and uh, what led you to this place? Yes, um, I'd have to go back, of course, to having been raised uh, Baptist. And so having been raised as the Baptist, you know, there's a lot of teaching, a lot of training. And I just remember the BTU, the Baptist Training Union. And mm-hmm. so we, we got a lot of training growing up in, in Sunday school and so forth. So at the age of 12, because that's the customary age for baptism, I was baptized. And I must say that even at that time, I didn't totally understand it all. But, you know, I, along with some friends at that time, were uh, was baptized. And then um, I went on to college and kind of uh, strayed away from any real relationship that I had with God, but it's like he was, he was always in my heart, but it wasn't like a real relationship. Right. And then, Oh, during that time I was, um, you know, had a a foot in the world and a a foot in the church as they say. And, Mm -hmm. And that's exactly, that exactly was my life at the time. And then my mom told me about a new pastor that was at the church and had asked me to come back. And so I did. And that particular day, everything was so different. Uh, and, and I could feel the, the tugging of God upon my life. But suffice it to say that, uh, you know, I went to the altar, I gave my life to the Lord, and I just started pursuing him. I just wanted to know more about him. And then my sister was like a a year older than I. And so she had already been saved. And so we were, you know, we kind of pursued the heart of God together. From there, from the the Baptist, I got, I don't know, the Lord was stirring something. and, And I just wanted to find something, something different, whatever it was, the call upon my heart that um that was that was being stirred i I wanted to find out what it was and so i eventually left the baptist church and went into an apostolic church and i must say there i learned about uh relationship with god i i learned what it means to give to god to tithe to 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 give offerings i mean all of that out of a love obedience i Mm -hmm. learned what it what it meant to um esteem the men and women of god 
and uh, to uh, understand, I, I understood authority a lot better there too, and was um, kind of promoted in that sense to being director of ministries. And so I, I, I loved it. It was, it was a place where I was growing, but then something happened. I don't know. The Lord began stirring something else. And uh, ultimately, one of the friends, I was a, a public school teacher, and that's how uh, David and I met. We were we were both teaching at the same uh, junior high school at the time. Mm-hmm. But then we, he went on to a high school one year, and then a, a couple of years later, I went on to another high school. And but at this high school. I met a friend and uh, she told me that her father supported uh, Messianic Jews and that there was a Messianic Jewish congregation in the area and asked me if I wanted to go. And I had never heard of Messianic Jews, Messianic Judaism. And of course, coming out of a Baptist theology, you know, you only you know that Jews are going to be saved in the uh, tribulation period. Jews don't get saved now, right? So I went with her one night and it was an Arab Shabbat service. And of course, I went in with much trepidation because this was so new. This was unheard of in my whole sphere. <laughs> it's like, what? what is this? But I went in and actually, uh, I was really drawn in by so much that was happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were, you know, the the dancing was beautiful. The music about Yeshua, you know, and he was he was being called this throughout the whole service, and the prayers in in the name of Yeshua, and it, the the atmosphere was just amazing. And I left that night. And looking toward the eastern sky, because in my theology, that's when Yeshua is going to return, when the Jewish people are saved and they get saved during the, the tribulation period. So is this not the tribulation? And so all of those things are going on through my mind. And and I I didn't go, go back again, um, but uh, when... Uh, David and I would actually connect during the, they, they had, because we were both teaching the same thing. We were to, both teaching English and we would connect at these uh, English meetings for the entire district. Right. Mm-hmm. And so all the English teachers would be there and I'd see them and we'd like, hi, hello, that kind of thing. And so uh, ultimately uh, as we became uh, closer in friendship, I invited him to this congregation that I had only gone to once. And I know I knew he was Jewish. And at that time, you know, I had a relationship with the Lord. And so I invited him and we went. The, the <laughs> Baptist invited the Jewish person to, yeah. uh, to a Messianic congregation. <laughs> hey, no, no problem here. Keep going. I just wanted to make sure I heard you right. Yeah, so, uh, and, and it was uh, God's whole design that, you know, I would meet this friend and she'd tell me about Messianic Judaism for the first time. I mean, it's it's amazing how, how uh, Hashem orchestrated everything. But uh, so we went and then um, people, there were, there were people in the congregation uh, around our age at the time, and they just kind of gravitated toward David and asking him a lot of questions and the rabbi was amazing. And, 
he uh, invited us to his Bible study. And so when so when David went, I went. It was on a Tuesday night. Uh, I'm still going to my apostolic church and I'm still going to all of these Bible studies. And my I mean, we're sitting at the rabbi's feet and we can ask him any questions that we want. It was like pure discipleship, actually. And the understanding is this this Jesus I love has a has an identity that's, mm -hmm. that's cloaked and wrapped in Judaism. Mm -hmm. it, it was um, an opportunity to fall in love with him all over again. But now he was the Jewish Messiah. And it was just amazing. It was just amazing. And I always say to the rabbi, you introduced me to the Jewish Messiah. And you know, from that time, Rabbi David became more and more involved in the congregation and uh, more involved in the rabbi's uh, discipleship. And the rabbi actually, you know, led him to the Lord one night uh, because actually this rabbi had a uh, he was a former professor and teacher and he, he, he studied chemistry and all of that. So he had to jump some of those hurdles that David had to jump from his background. And he and this rabbi was raised conserv um, conservative. I think he was more conservative. But anyway, so he he could understand and he could identify with him and he could he could answer all the questions that he had. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, over time, he just uh, asked David to you know, receiving, right, the, the, the Jewish Messiah and, and that understanding. And, and he ultimately did. And so we, we just, I was doing both. I was attending the apostolic and I was attending uh, Shabbat services. I was attending Bible study at the synagogue. I was attending Wednesday night at the apostolic. I was just eating it all up. I was just so enjoying it until God did what he had done in the years past he was just stirring my heart, and ultimately, I made uh, that decision to be in ministry at the uh, synagogue with my husband, uh, because by that time, of course, we were married, and uh, so we were in the synagogue together. But I must say that uh, when I got into the synagogue, and having left this place of, you know, as I said, I was a director of ministries. I was teaching Bible study. I was covering for my pastor when he was absent. And so I'm thinking, okay, Lord, you're, you're tugging at my heart. You want me to do this. And I actually, I fought him for like two years because, you know, I was in ministry. I was doing what was fulfilling, but I knew I'm like, when I get to this synagogue, Lord, what am I going to do? There's, there's nothing that I can do. I don't even know how they, you know, regard women and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, but the rabbi was, was so amazing. Actually, David became a shamash in the congregation. Then ultimately he became an elder and uh, the rabbi just, you know, pulled me into that, you know, that whole realm to the whole leadership realm. Pastor Juanita, what is a shamish? Oh, that he was a deacon at first. So he had some uh, duties. It's, it's like a deacon. So he was um, had some duties there. And then he became an, uh, one of the elders at the congregation. And like I said, the, the rabbi just pulled me in. And eventually there I became the director of uh, uh, the event coordinator. So so I got to plan 
everything and to sit with him down with him weekly and plan Sukkot celebrations, Passover celebrations, <laughs> uh, Shavuot celebrations. So I was like getting entrenched in it all. And, and therefore I, you know, had to understand it. And I, I just loved it. I, I saw Yeshua in a way I had never seen him before. Wow. And so when the Lord, uh, you know, called us into ministry, overseeing a congregation, it was like it, it wasn't something we were searching for, or looking for, but it would be the next step. And, you know, uh, in retrospect, you can see how God was setting that up and leading us to this place that we came into Messianic Judaism at the same time from the different backgrounds and studied under the same rabbi. It's it's really, really amazing what he, what he did. And so this this is where we are now, overseeing a, a Messianic congregation. Wow. That's, uh, that's quite a story. I have a question uh, for both of you. Where is uh, this Messianic faith going? I don't know that there's a leader, per se, other than uh, Messiah Yeshua, and mm-hmm. lots of congregations and people and groups seeking to, to follow him. But uh, paint a picture for us, if you would, uh, from your perspective, where is the Messianic faith going? That's such a great question. Uh, you want to start, Annie? Sure. And then I'll, I'll get Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, first of all, we believe that believers have to come full circle, right? We have to come back to first century Messianic Judaism. And however, he's using like little pockets with all, as, as you were saying, with the different uh, Messianic groups, it's it's training people to come back. And with what you, you guys are doing, training them to come back full circle to the first century, because that's how we're going to impact the world. That's how the world uh, really will be changed. And so we're in, uh, you know, this small community and we're training our people according to Matthew 5. You know, the word tells us that there are going to be those who are least in the kingdom and there will be those who will be great in the kingdom. And we have a choice the ones who are great are the ones who follow his commandments and to teach others to do it. Mm-hmm. And so that, yeah. I, as we do that, uh, people like me, right, will be pulled in because this rabbi and, and that congregation was doing what they were supposed to be doing. And, and, and I became, uh, you know, attached to them. That congregation was doing what it was supposed to be doing and therefore now this this Jewish neshama, this Jewish soul, David is brought, put back into that that good olive tree, grafted in again. You know, it's like Amen. this is what we do, and it is so important. Messianic Judaism, I believe, is is like so pivotal for this season and for this age. And you know, as we say to people. Like during the, the, the festivals and the feasts and the, and the Chagim, we say to them, look, he's already told you 
when he wants to meet with you. He's already told you how he wants to meet with you. And if if the, the, the Lord of the universe calls a meeting with you, would you not stop the universe, stop everything to make that appointment, to make that meeting? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so he called us. And this, so this is what we share with people so that they can understand it. And, you know, it's not like it's not browbeating them. It's not because I wasn't right. Rabbi David wasn't. It was like the the beautiful truth of the word of God and the and the reality of Yeshua was shared. And that's what has to happen. The, the whole council, right? The whole council of the word of God. As Rabbi David said, from from Bereshit all the way to Hitgalut to Revelation, that whole council of the Word of God must be shared, and that's what Messianic congregations have to do, because the movement is going to be essential for revival, according to Romans, you know, nine, ten, and eleven. That is the movement that's going to be essential, and I share with our people, you know, it's like well, you may not see it now. What you're doing, but every mitzvah, every commandment that you keep somehow impacts eternity, right? It it somehow brings a Jewish neshama back to his Jewish Messiah. Somehow, in some way, it does because this is what Yeshua requires of us, right? The one who keeps my commandments and teaches others to do it, he is called great. That's well, right. if he is great, then something something great must be happening as a result of our keeping it. So, Amen. Amen. Uh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Great. great, great, great question you asked. Where is the Messianic movement going? And it can only go in one direction, and that's towards Yeshua's return. Mm-hmm. That, that has to go there. So in order for Yeshua to return... We know what has to happen is that eventually he said, I would not come back until till till the Jewish the people of Israel will say, Baruch Habashem Adonai, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So the people who come who descend from the twelve tribes uh, of Jacob and those who also join the twelve tribes as part of the Commonwealth of Israel, they all have to know their Messiah and declare him Lord. And so how does that come about? It cannot come about if people who don't even identify with Torah are going to try and preach the gospel message through, through you know, a, about a Messiah whose identity is a whole lot different than the way he actually lived his life. Mm-hmm. They're, 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 I don't see how they're going to be able to, to receive that. And I think, I think the fullness. We know that the fullness of the when the fullness of the Gentiles comes in, uh, that point in time, then the Jewish people are going to start to know Messiah. And I believe the fullness of the Gentiles is not a fullness of number, but it's a fullness of the spirit of the, how they're walking with the Lord. And I believe that fullness is going to be a fullness of of going back to honor the Torah, just as Yeshua said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And so if Yeshua himself followed all the feast days, why wouldn't everyone who walks in his footsteps want to follow the feast days? Why wouldn't they want to honor the Father who sent him? 
by honoring everything, everything that was laid out in Torah. A Torah is not something to be cast aside. It's not something that's evil. It's God's love poured out for man so that they could try to lead a holy life. Amen. And of course, in order to complete that, of course, they need Yeshua abiding in them, and they need the Spirit of God placed in them to really fully understand that leading a holy life is a, a, a happy, joyful, beautiful thing to do. So I think, I think you know, we, we see where it's going, is that the Jewish people have to understand the, the gospel message in the way it was intended 2,000 years ago, that it's a natural outflow of the plan of God that he's going to bring a savior who is going to come through Israel. And no, and he's not, he's, he's already come. The, the prophets only saw so much. I don't think they saw that the same one who was going to come first as a lamb would return later as a lion. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, that was difficult for them to work out. They it were just shadow types of the Messiah to come. But we know that looking in retrospect. Mm-hmm. So, so the job is for, of course, for, for Jewish people who come to know the Lord to un, really fully live out, you know, what God has meant for the children of, of Israel and to be a good witness uh, of Yeshua uh, to the Jewish people. And it's also for people who identify as Christians uh, to fully honor the word of God and, and all his commandments as well. Amen. Now that's heavy. Thank you so much for having us. And uh, it was just such an honor to be here with you today and to be able to share with your radio audience. Oh. And so if if I may, I'd like, I, I don't know if the tape's still running, but it I'd is. like to say a blessing over you, the ironic blessing that God gave to Aaron to give to the children of Israel. Amen. And, and if the radio audience hears this, may they be touched by it. Yevarechecha Adonai beyishmerecha, Yeer Adonai panavalecha bichonecha, Isa Adonai panavalecha beyasemlecha shalom. The Lord bless you and guard you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and give you his grace and his favor. The Lord bear you up with his precious countenance, and in so doing, he bestows upon you his shalom. In Yeshua's name, Amen. 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 Amen.